Welcome in to another episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. We're fired up, locked in, ready to go with playoff football in the state of Mississippi. And Jeff just really does not get much better time of the year when all classifications begin playoff play in this great state. No, it don't, Clay. And, and you know, we've talked, uh, you know, me and you've talked so much about uh, high school football. I think for 4A, this begins the second round. Uh you know, 5 and 6A picks up uh, with their first-round play. So this time of the year is always exciting to see the kids uh, on the field that makes the playoffs and, and teams. And, you know, and throughout the state, man, all classifications, one through six, um, you know, they're in these playoffs for a reason. And these, these ball clubs uh, are well-deserving of the playoffs. Yep, a lot of good teams out there. And, as we say each and every week, we're privileged to be able to follow one of those great pro- programs at Popperville uh, football. And as you mentioned, the 4A program that advanced with a big win on Friday night will play a, a course at the house this coming Friday against South Pike. We can't wait to cover that ball game. But to get all of our listeners ready uh, for this Friday night's action and, and then some, really, with some recruiting talk, on this episode, we start with Jake Wimberly. Jake's a guy that's got his ear to the ground for high school football across the state. He hosts a radio show in the Jackson area with the ESPN Network. That's a daily sports show. Um, he follows Brandon, the Bulldogs, football each and every uh, Friday night as he is the voice of the Brandon Bulldogs. So uh, Jake, a guy that knows high school football as well as anybody in our state, we've had a chance to interview him. We, you will hear from him first in our batting lineup tonight. And then second, Jeff, who we have? Yeah, second, we're going to talk to uh, a team that's just on fire right now, and they've been on fire. It's they're, The program is no stranger uh, to the state, but uh, Drew Causey, the head coach for the Oak Grove Warriors right there, uh, just west of Hattiesburg, Oak Grove, uh, 9-0, and I think, starting their first round of the playoffs against Biloxi. You'll hear Drew talk about his ball club and name some kids that's really uh, – uh, you know, gave an effort and really an outstanding uh, team uh, that he's got right there at Oak Grove. And, man, they just seem to keep rolling. Yeah, they do. And we go back-to-back Warriors. Then we go with head coach Larry Dolan with the Iverville Warriors. And all, all that you said about Oak Grove, you can really uh, say about Iverville and the effort that they've given and to go undefeated, win their region. And they have a special football player, Mr. Wally, down there. And it was cool to get to visit with Coach Dolan about his club and the success they've had and the playoff run that they hope to go on. And then fourth, Jeff, a, a lead, a, a cleanup hitter who certainly has his ear to the ground with his role. And we talk high school football players in the recruiting aspect across our state. Yep, and that that guy and that individual that you're mentioning right there is Demetric Warren, um, and he is the game personnel coordinator for the Under Armour All-American game. And a lot of people think, you know, Under Armour All-American game, you know, what is he? He's a Mississippi guy, but he is he'll list, as you hear in the interview, uh, Clay, he talks about players all throughout Mississippi, some that uh, are outstanding players of where they're going to go and how certain uh, colleges or programs throughout the state maybe have missed or passed up on these guys that are going other places. And then he also steps in and looks maybe a year or two down the line 
some players that are that you need to keep your eyes on if you're in the state of Mississippi, and that is something uh, to be selected by the Under Armour All-American at the Under Armour All-American game. That means you're an outstanding player, not only in the state of Mississippi, but in the country. Absolutely, Jeff. That's a prestigious honor for the players, and then, I mean, that's a huge role a, a Mississippi guy is in, and so very cool to be able to visit with him. He also gave us some insight into uh, Coach Prime and Deion Sanders, their time together involved in that Under Armour All-American game and what Jackson State fans can look forward to with him at the helm. So a really cool interview with him. And as all, what we always say, Jeff, is we appreciate uh, people spending time with the podcast. We know there's a, a million different entertainment avenues out there. We appreciate uh, you tuning in, listening to this podcast, the support uh, that's been given to, to you and I has been unbelievable. We're very blessed. And so thank you again for listening. Sit back and enjoy the interviews. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of healthcare options. From our internal medicine clinic to advanced surgery and emergency services, from the Highland Center for Women's Health to our primary care and pediatric clinic, our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. We're fortunate enough tonight on the podcast to be joined by Jake Wimberly. Uh, has a radio show in Jackson, uh, part of the ESPN broadcast up there locally in Jackson. And, Jake, uh, we're getting to that time of year with high school playoffs, brother. Man, yeah, and, hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. And it's always an exciting time of the year uh, when you get to this point. You talk about the holiday season and, of course, playoffs. And, you know, of course, with COVID, we'll see how this thing's going to go. Uh, it's going to get really interesting. I saw already this week a couple of games that have canceled. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, for those teams that have to cancel due to COVID, there's not a lot, there's not any movement here with this schedule. It's, it's uh, you know, advanced for the other team. But nonetheless, I mean, it, it is it is a playoff tournament time, and that's a fun time of the year. Jake, when you look across the landscape, of course, you follow the Brandon Bulldogs each and every week. So you get a good look at that region and some good – uh, 6A opponents, but when you look across this first round, what are some games that really jump out at you? Well, I think you got to go Warren Central in the north, uh, headed to Tupelo. I think that's one of the bigger games. Uh, you know, in today, uh, you look at, at Warren Central, and you know, Warren Central was in an interesting situation, and I did not realize this until it was. Uh, you guys may have known this. I did not until somebody over there had told me. You know, Warren Central being in, in two 6A. Had a couple teams in that region, I think it was Murrah and either Greenwood or Greenville, that did not play this year due to COVID-19. So their schedule had set up to where had they won out in the regular season, they would have played every game uh, at home, and they did play every game at home, uh, and they would have been able to do that in the playoffs. Now, having said that, this is one of the first, one, first or second game all season that Warren Central will have traveled. I played everything in the in the in the in Warren County and Vicksburg, mm -hmm. Mississippi. So I think that's an interesting game. I think you've got to look at Oxford. And and what's interesting yeah. about 6A, Oxford has not really been talked about. They're the defending 6A champions. Yeah. They're still undefeated. Um, and Coach Cutcliffe has done an amazing job with that program. So you know I'm interested to watch Oak Grove and Oxford, the two teams that play for it all. Uh, and then I think you got to go to Northwest Rankin. Uh, you know props to Toby Collins and what he's been able to do with that program in 6A. They looked really, really good uh, most of the year. Brandon was able to get a, a victory over them a couple of weeks ago. but And then Pearl. Pearl is extremely 
I hate to use the term scrappy. Some people take offense to that, but they are extremely scrappy. And Pearl returns a ton of players. They return just about everybody off this team. Uh, next year, it's going to be a really, really good Pearl team. So, you know, you look across the, the regions there and you see, uh, you know, there's a lot of intrigue. And then, then, you know, you also look at it start, well, not in this playoff, which is still baffling. It really is, Jake. I mean, we we talked to um, Starville's head coach, I guess, week two, and then to know, you know, what he, the kind of squad that he would have, that, that yeah, and the guy that they have as their trigger man, and then to not be in these playoffs speaks a lot, I guess, to their competition. And when we talk about competition, let's go there, Jake. That region that you cover week in and week out when y'all get in a region play with Brandon, versus the coast region, if you will. What do you see playing out in, in those four ball games? Can the coast come up and at least go 50-50? Yeah, I think they can. Uh, you know, obviously I haven't had a chance to, to see any of the coast teams this year, but obviously follow them, you know, from a distance and, re- you know, reading up everything on, on the write-ups from down there and everything that goes on on social media, which is great. You know, that's one good thing about social media, guys, is you can kind of follow, uh, you know, writers mm-hmm. and, and reporters and people that cover the teams like you guys do and, you get a little bit better feel. So, yeah, I think so. I think I think it's going to be interesting to see if Pearl uh, can go down. You know, Pearl's got to travel to the coast. Can Pearl uh, pull out a victory? I would have to say if you're handicapping that game, you probably go, you know, Pearl, you know, plus three. They're probably a three-point underdog. And then you've got to look at, uh, you know, a team like Pedal. Now, Pedal's a team that, as we well know, Pedal can get hot. Uh, they, mm-hmm. They've done it time and again. But, yeah, absolutely. I, I think when you look at the, at the coast teams, they definitely could split this thing 50-50. And then the region, we keep going back to it, uh, Jake, because it's, it's where you sit and you see on Friday night a pretty good team that you follow and Brandon being left out. What what type of region is that week in and week out for our listeners uh, from across the state? Just kind of describe that, if you would, what that competition's like. Sure. Well, I mean, I think, you know, when you when you break it down, it's, it's a region that has uh, carried, you know, South 6A, and that's not a, a shot at Region 4. But, I mean, you look at it across the board. Will Rogers, who was at Brandon, is the starting quarterback now at Mississippi State. John Rice Plumley, who was the starting quarterback at Oak Grove, he is uh, on that roster, has started games for Ole Miss, and that's just two guys right out the gate. So you, you've got a lot of a lot of prestige and a lot of pride there. You know, Oak Grove, I've, I've said it time and again, just my opinion, one man's opinion, the most underrated uh, 6A club probably the last 10 years when you look at, you know, the multiple championships that they've played for. They haven't gotten the whole thing done. Uh, I was joking with uh, Car Shannon, the play-by-play voice there. He's a friend that has said, "Hey man, you guys are uh, kind of like the Buffalo Bills of high school football." He didn't like that too much, but I was I was kidding. Uh, get, get to the title game and did not make it, but uh, all the way you got Pedal, Marcus Bowles, a lot of history there. Uh, you know, Brandon's had some big runs over the last five to, to, to uh, five to ten years, and uh, you know this is not one of those years. It's it's kind of a rebuild. Pearl, they won a state title. Uh, Meridian, we know about what they can do and what they have done in the past. I, they're on their way back, so. You know, you're adding Warren Central to the mix next year. They're going to move from Region Two to Re- or Region Three to Re- Region Two to Region Three. So, uh, you add that one to the mix. It's just, a, you know, it's a who's who. Uh, a lot of people like to use the term SEC West of high school football, and I think a lot of people could make that claim regardless of classification. But it's definitely one of the toughest in the state. Yeah, and it is interesting. You know, Oak Grove, um, a half away from winning it uh, last year, but their opponent, the team that did win on to when it was Oxford, and they have. That's amazing, really, when you look at them, undefeated defending champs, and I guess that's probably a coach's dream, though, right, Jake, to be able to kind of fly under the radar, not uh, have your 
kids reading a bunch of pub and then roll into the playoffs kind of where they are. Oh, absolutely. And look, you know, Coach Cutcliffe, I mean, he knows how to get this thing done. He's, he comes from, Coach, you know, David Cutcliffe, obviously his father, and the coaching pedigree that's there. And in Oxford, I mean, they're like a lot of communities, uh, you know, around the state of Mississippi, regardless of where you go from the from the coast all the way north is, you know, they got a great backing there by the by the by the fans and families there in Oxford. They got a really good club. Uh, the kids buy into the program. Uh, you know, they got guys that have gone on to play in the SEC. I mean, you look at Pegues, the, the, the big talented, uh, you know, flex player. He's playing up back for Auburn this year as a true freshman. So, you know, there's a lot of history with that program. They played for you know a couple. 5A titles, and, and you look at – they've had some quarterbacks go on to play Division One football. So a lot of history there, and and you're right. Coach Cut, Coach Cut is probably uh, of the opinion, hey, look, if you're not going to talk about us, that's fine. We'd much rather keep it that way, and we'll see what we can do here. They've got a big matchup, Madison Central, I believe, heading there this weekend. Yeah, that's going to be – really, when you look at some of the polls, that's a, two top ten teams across the state tying into it in the first round. Uh, the Mr. Football Awards were awarded – Earlier today, Jake, any name or, or guy in that list that jumped out and anybody that you feel like maybe uh, should have been in the mix that wasn't? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Just being on air and, and today, I have not seen the list. Um, I would say this, though, if it was me, I, I think Luke Altmeyer, if he's on the list or not on the list, should be on the list. I'm sure that he probably is. Uh, regardless of what happened at Starkville this year as far as not getting in the playoffs, he's you know arguably – He's one. Ty Keyes is one A at, at, down at Taylorsville. As far as quarterbacks is concerned, um, you know both of those guys are going to represent the uh, state of Mississippi in the Mississippi Alabama All Star game. If we do in fact get a chance to play that game, um, you know then I think you got to look. You know Mississippi. This is an interesting class this year. Talking with recruiting experts, two four seven sportscom It's not the deepest class. Uh, you know, I mean, we had uh, you know a guy that would probably be on that list, uh, the wide receiver from Provine. Uh, moves to the NAIS to Jackson yeah. Academy. So, you know, there's there's a lot of good talent still in the state of Mississippi. Uh, but I think you got to look more towards next year to, to the next class. You're going to have a lot a deeper defensive line class, offensive line class and more. But, uh, you know, quarterbacks, uh, you know, it, again, it's still a really good year for quarterbacks in the state of Mississippi. When you look at a 2A kid and Keys and then a 1A kid and Robert Henry, those two guys just, so talented. I don't think it mattered what A they were competing at, Jake. They'd really show out, wouldn't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, no doubt about it. I had a chance to, uh, you know, cover and call Ty Keyes' uh, championship game last year. You know, the guy spins it with the best of them. And, and you know, you guys know this. I mean, it, it, we've got to a point now with all of the training and the seven-on-seven. And, and, you know, these guys are throwing footballs left and right from the time they're about seven years old on. And, and now these guys uh, – are polished. I mean, we're seeing guys move on to college uh, and play big time college football from small programs as well. So, absolutely. I mean, if you can throw it on one A, you can throw it. You can probably throw it on six A, and we've seen that. We've seen that typically be the case. Jake, in my text, I told you we cover high school football. This is somewhat that. This isn't a trick question either. I wouldn't do that to you. But <laughs> when we look at the the college landscape uh, with Coach Lee, the Lane train, and then Jeff and I are two Southern Miss guys and what's going on at Southern Miss. And then you put uh, Coach Prime, I guess, is what we're going to refer to him as in the mix. How much does that hurt Southern Miss and maybe some of these fringe guys that Southern Miss be, used to be able to, to come and get? Is Coach Prime really going to uh, infringe on some of that territory? I don't know that necessarily uh, 
Deion Sanders, who obviously, yes, he wants to be referred to as Coach Prime, and that's what we'll call him, uh, just out of respect. I, I don't know that Coach Prime is necessarily going to, um, you know, kind of jump in there and infringe on Southern Miss. I, I'd look for him to go more of the route. We saw it. Uh, he got a transfer from Florida State, committed uh, earlier this week, I believe it was yesterday. His son is committed to him, flipped him. Obviously, that we expected that to happen. Uh, I mean, blood, sticker, and water, we know that from FAU yeah. there. So I would expect him to use the, the transfer portal and the junior college system uh, more. For me, for Southern Miss, and, you know, we've talked about this, kind of broken it down over the years, and this is just my opinion again, is I think what's hurt Southern Miss more than anything is some of the rise of these other programs that were not there in the 80s and the 90s. I mean, you look at South Alabama, they've got three or four kids. Uh, Steve Campbell has done a great job coming back into the state of Mississippi and picking up some talent. You look at Louisiana, uh, formerly of Louisiana Lafayette. You look at uh, Louisiana Tech. You look at Troy. Uh, I mean, there's just so many teams out there now from the Sun Belt, uh, you know, all the way over to the, uh, you know, AAC. you got Tulane, who's doing a really good job, that I think it's really uh, kind of hampered uh, some of Southern Miss's efforts and some of the players that Southern Miss probably would have gotten, say, 10 to 15 years ago. doesn't mean they can't still go get good kids. It just makes it a little harder. Plus, guys, you know this. With the advent of Huddle and all of this film and stuff, there's no diamonds in the roughs out there, really. I mean, you may find one or two, but, uh, you know, used to, you could kind of, if you were a football coach and you kind of found a guy like at Taylorsville that was a defensive tackle, you may want to kept that kind of quiet and said, hey, I think we can develop him, you know, in, in, by his junior year to be a really good football player in college. That is, that is off the table as well. These kids are, are, are wanting their, their highlights out there. They're going to these camps, you know, prior to COVID, going to these camps. They're going to hopefully be able to do that sooner rather than later again. So I think for Southern Miss, it's it's kind of a culmination of not being able to find the diamonds because there, there are no diamonds out there. They're all known. And then, two, um, there's a lot more competition on the recruiting trail. For me, Southern Miss has got to go find an aggressive recruiter, uh, an offensive guy. And, you know, I, I thought Hobson done a really nice job there. But now that they've kind of turned the page there, Go find you an offensive guy because offense is what's working now uh, more so. You know, you're seeing OCs take a bigger jump and move out forward more quicker uh, than you are defensive coordinators. You go find you somebody there and you find you a dynamic recruiter. And there's plenty of guys that would love to come play at Southern Miss. Jake, the way that I normally find your show is on Facebook. I'll watch the Facebook live feed. But tell our listeners the best way uh, to find your daily show and then um, to find your picks, man, my, my guy across the way there, Jeff, he keeps losing money. I've been trying to put him on some of your picks. So, Jake, tell the listeners where they can find your stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you can find me, uh, obviously, on Twitter, at Jake Wim, and that's on Parlor as well. I'm on Facebook. Just search Jake Wimberly. It's a, it's a public page. And I apologize. I'm sitting here. I don't know what's going on here in the city of Pearl, but uh, – Got a lot of cops everywhere blocking everything off here. But uh, you can find uh, the podcast. If, if you want to grab the podcast, just uh, search Jake Wimberly or the Jake Wimberly Show. That's just kind of the way they worded it. iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and Amazon. And then, of course, you can always stream the show if you're outside the listening area on the zone1059.com. Now, we do put on our, our show on Facebook uh, several times during the week. Uh, there's days that we don't. Wednesday, we have in-house guests and more. So we're a little bit of everywhere. Uh, just find me on Twitter, and of course, uh, hit me up if you got a question. We'd love to uh, have you be a part of what we do. Hey, hey and man, by the way, can't thank you enough. Yeah, go yeah, ahead, the, bud. The, the, the picks. You asked about the picks. I didn't tell you about yeah. that. Yeah. We'll, we'll have those out typically during football seasons on Friday. So, Wims winners, as we've coined it, having some fun with it. 
Uh, we're like 61 and 23 for the year. We do select college games. Typically, I put those behind a paywall. But I, when we hit COVID this year, I said, hey, we're going to give them out this year. Uh, we're going to earn the trust of the public. We do seven to 10 picks every week. We do multiple college games. We throw in a sprinkle in a couple NFL games as, as well. So uh, hit me up if you don't find the picks. I'll typically put them out on all the social media platforms, and we'll talk about it on Friday. Well, hey, Jake. Hey, Jake that's pretty good. Eh? I, I, don't, I don't lose as much as Clay says. If I, tell him how, <laughs> if, I, if I tell him how much I win, he'll find me some way to spend it. So I can't let that all be known at one time. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And, hey, look, it's, it's a, I tell everybody it's a fun a fun thing. You know, I mean, you don't want to go gamble the house, and I don't ever do that either. No, either. yeah. But, sure. uh, you know, you can throw a couple bucks on a ball game, and it makes it fun. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Well, I just know, Jake, when it's football season, I keep a closer eye on that business account. How's that? <laughs> there you go. I don't blame you. got to watch, you gotta watch your business account. <laughs> hey, Jake, thank you, man, again, and we appreciate it, as always. Hey, guys, appreciate you. Thanks so much. The Greater Pecuniary Chamber of Commerce provides the tools you need to succeed as a business owner and community influencer. As a member of the Chamber, your commitment has personal payback. The Chamber offers numerous opportunities to get involved throughout the year, whether it is through networking events, committee involvement, community programs, or special events. By taking advantage of the Chamber's resources, your business can develop and thrive. Visit us at greaterpicunechamber.org or drop by our office, which is located at 201 Highway 11 North. Joining us tonight now is head coach of the Oak Grove Warriors, Drew Causey. And Drew, thanks for taking time for Jeff and I on the podcast tonight. I appreciate y'all having me. I always look forward to getting to talk to y'all. Well, coach, y'all have had an incredible regular season, undefeated win your region there in an awfully tough region to do that in and we begin playoff football an exciting the year huh yeah i mean it's you know it's, it's been a great year so far our kids have, you know dealing with all the things we got to deal with all this COVID stuff and, and it's, our kids have done a great job um you know just buying into to everything we've asked them to do and you know it really helps when you got some some kids that you they can play too so uh, you know, just really proud of our kids and, and our coaches for, you know, all the hard work that they that they've put in and, and uh, you know, we, that was that was one of our goals coming into the year was to win every ball game we played and, and uh win the region. So we were able to accomplish two of those last Friday. And coach, when you look at it, the competition kind of is gonna speak for itself within y'all's region, but how proud are you to walk through the region, um unblemished and then some of these scores pretty wide margin uh too how proud of you are you close of that i just you know just really really proud of them they just you know like i said earlier you know they've, they've taken every every challenge that we've given them and you know one thing that we told them before the season started once we we kind of knew that we were going to play you know we, we told them and our, our job this year was to be a shining light for our community and school and everything else. You know, our guys kind of took that to heart, and, and, I, and they've, they've done that so far, and I think they've, you know, I they continue to do that. Man, and you said, like, just seeing the way that community uh, poured out and, and was there at the Rock last year, that, from an outsider's perspective, and that's that's what I am. I mean, we're here in Picune, and then we follow uh, Popperville on Friday nights. We feel like we've got a little insight with our 
uh, relationship with you from when you were at PRCC and then, of course, our relationship with Russell. But, man, that had to just make y'all swell and pride to see uh, the black and gold, a different black and gold in the rock on that uh, championship night. Yeah, you know, it was, you know, the two years in a row that we got to play there, you know, it was, it was really special just getting an opportunity to play, you know, six minutes from the house. And, and uh, I wish it had turned out differently, but, um, you know, they didn't. And, uh, and our fans were there, you know, were there and loud. And I just showed great support. And, and we've got a great, you know, a great fan base that, that really supports us. And, and uh, you know, we got a great student section that, you know, they're, they're probably 30 deep normally at home games, and, they, you know, they just they get dressed out. They're their cowbells, and they got the powder they're going to throw before kickoff. And, you know, it's it's a great experience, um, you know, getting – getting for me, being an Oak Grove student and, and being a part of our football program, just to see the support you get from, from the community and everything else. It's, it's really nice. It is, man. Y'all get good coverage, too, just a tip of the cap to y'all's. Uh, radio crew or streaming crew. Whenever I'm off, I uh, get a chance to look at that or to listen to that. And, and uh, we actually had Lance Lafan on the show. I guess that was last year or the year before, but just the tip of the cap to the coverage that they provide your program as well. Yeah, they do a great job. You know, we've actually, this is our first year we've gotten away from radio. And this is our first year doing live streams. And, and we've got, you know, Porsche and Lance Lafan. Uh, kind of those guys do a great job for us. Um, you know, it's, you can, you know, you can watch, you can watch the games on, on your Roku at home. It's, it's pretty nice. Um, it really is. You know, and then we've got two students that just volunteer their time that film for that film the ball games for them. So it's, you know, and those two kids do a great job. And, you know, it's just, you know, there's a lot of people that have no, no ties, you know, like, like kids in the program and these guys are doing that. And it's, you know, that's, to me, that's what makes Hill Grove a special place. you got people that may not have a kid on the team, but they find a way to, to be a part of it and do something, and, and it's just a special thing. Coach, let's talk about the guys on the field, man, the guys making it happen. Your quarterback, when you look at his numbers, one that jumped out, uh, that touchdown to INT ratio, 29-4. to That's a pretty good number, huh, Coach? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, you would take that as Anytime you can get that, you know, you're throwing 30 touchdowns and you're throwing less than five interceptions. <laughs> um, you know, and, and Cade's a guy that, you know, we brought him up in the ninth grade and, and he got to kind of see uh, his senior year and kind of how he operated. And then, you know, last year was kind of going into the into the spring. It was kind of his job to lose. And, you know, then uh, moved over from Georgia. And just kind of won the job in, in the summer and, and first of all, came out and, you know, he did a great job backing up. And, and when he got a chance to get in the game, he did what he asked him to do. And, you know, and then this year, it was, you know, he knew he was going to be the guy. And, you know, he's grown so much, you know, from the first point into now. It's, you know, he's almost like a different player. He, you know, he's, you know, last week he had a 100 yard flushing, uh, and that was the most he had all season. In a ball game, just ran, you know, I was, I've been more proud of the way he's run the ball the last two weeks um, than probably what he's done throwing it today. But, um, you know, we know he can throw the football and has a, a really wide ball in there, and I uh, can really throw it, but uh, just to watch him grow as a quarterback, grow as a leader on the field, um, 
you know, just taking taking charge of the the whole the whole offense has been really nice and you know, just really proud of him for that. And then you look look at one of his guys in Pollard uh catching the football, twelve touchdowns on the year, coach, and he's averaging twenty three yards a, a catch. That's a pretty big number there in high school football. Tell us more about him. Yeah, well Tyrell's a uh, he's a kid that um you know, he kind of, he moved over here right before all the COVID stuff hit. And, you know, just kind of knew, we knew he was going to be a good player for us. And, uh, you know, just the, the thing we liked about him once we got into fall camp was, you know, he knew every, every wide receiver position. We could put him in any one of them and know what to do. And just really smart football players, really talented. Um, you know, the, the good thing for us is, is we've got about, I think we've got, I think I heard on the radio, we got 14 different guys who caught a pass. Um, you know, but you've got Raheem Fairley, who's a senior who's, who's had a, a really good year for us. Uh, he's probably 16 or 65. Um, you got Trevor, you know, a tight end, who played a slot receiver, 30, 6 3, 6 4, about 230. Um, you got Tyler, you got Jordan Coleman, who was really a leading receiver last year. Um, you know, so he was back, and you know, he's he's starting to really come on really strong right now. So we're really uh, hoping that's a, a good sign for us. And, you know, and, uh, Jake Cupere, you know, was a sophomore wide receiver. He had a hundred and twenty something yards receiving last week. Um, you know, and, and none of none of that's passing to me without the way offensive line is played. These guys, are, you know, we had four guys coming back, and that's probably been the you know the easiest group. Probably the easiest group for us to coach all, all year just because they, they kind of knew they know our offense, they know what we want to do. Um, you know, just really proud of them. They, they, they protected Kate all year. Um, you know, one stat that, that you know, I, I'm, I'm really proud of is the fact that we haven't given up a sack yet. So uh, we played nine games and we're still not, nobody got the sack on us. Hopefully that continues as well. Um, some of that is because Kate is. At least he can get out of pocket, but, you know, it's just, you know, these guys have played well, and, and that's what I think the backbone of our offense is. And, Coach, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were at PRCC, you were working with the offensive line. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the good thing, like, I started off actually uh, kind of solo uh, by myself this year, and then we actually moved over uh, one of our defensive coaches, Coach Lee, and to, to help with the offensive line, and, and he's, you know, is kind of me and Russ were talking about him a week or two ago that it's kind of started off for just like 75% me coaching, and then it kind of went 50 50, and now it's more 75 25 that Chris is uh, taking charge of him. He's doing a, a fabulous job with him, and, and uh, really, doing, really doing a good job with, uh, with coaching his kids and, and getting them going in the right direction. So, we were kind of him too, just being in a new position, new states of linebackers, and uh, get to be able to make that move and, and do the job that he's doing is really, really nice. Coach, it, it simplifies football a lot, and as a spectator like me, it may be simplifying it too much. But if you can get pressure and not allow pressure, that's a, that's a pretty good combo, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, not to say blocking the tackle in these games, so. Uh, you know, if you can block better than another team and tackle better, I don't think you got a good shot to win. Well, and y'all are creating havoc, it looks like, on the defensive side of getting to the opposing 
uh, team's quarterback. Talk about that defensive line uh, play, Coach, and how that helps your linebackers and your secondary. I mean, that, that unit up front is where it starts. Yeah, it, it is. It's, you know, for us, it's no secret. We're going to do it defensively. We're going to line up. And we're going to play main coverage, and we're going to bring pressure. And, and uh, we're going to load the box and try to start the run and, and make, you, make you throw it to beat us. Um, you know, and I think we've I think we've registered 40 or 41 sacks in the season. Um, you know, I just, you know, our front, our front's not the biggest one in the state, but they're pretty fast and, and they're athletic. And, they, and, you know, Coach Merchant does a great job with them. And, and uh, you know, our kids really have bought into to what we're doing defensively. And it kind of matches, I mean, it matches what, what we, we like to do on offense. You know, we're aggressive offensively. And, and uh, so we're aggressive on defense, and it kind of matches our kids love it. So uh, just really, you know, really proud of our heart that play. Coach, when you look at this first-round matchup of Coach French's team and Biloxi, what do you see? I know y'all are uh, way far into huddle study on them. What do you see on Biloxi, on the Indians, when you when you look at their tape? Well, you know, they're to me, I'd say they're big and fast and physical. Um, you know, they're doing a good size offensive line. They're more of a run team. You know, they're getting some double wing stuff and they're just, you know, trying to run the football at you. And, um, you know, and then defensively, um, you know, they mix them the three now, but four down front. And, you know, they've got two defensive hands. They're probably six three, six four. you know, 230, 240. Um, they've got a, a safety that's, you know, getting recruited by everybody and really talented. And, yeah, you know, just it's a really talented football team. Um, you know, we're definitely gonna have our hands full. We're gonna play our best football. Coach, when you look at, and this is my final question, we'll let you get uh, back to it. We thank you again for your time. But when you look at the region that y'all compete in year in and year out, how well does it prepare you for these playoff runs? You know, I, you know, I think it prepares us for. And whatever we're going to see, the worst, you know, the worst thing that, you know, that, you know, a lot of times you're going to have to beat somebody twice that you've already played. Um, you know, last year we had to do it. Um, we, we played Gulfport twice and we played Pedal twice. And, and uh, you know, so, you know, that's always tough, um, you know, just because there's the way the playoffs are set up. But, uh, you know, our region has been tough here and out and it just got harder. Uh, you know, next year I'm gonna have one central, so that's that's definitely not a not a a fun thing to have to add, just because they got a great program and a real well coached team. But you know, our region gets us ready for I think whatever we're gonna see. So, um, you know, so that's that's definitely a good thing for us. Coach, well, good luck uh, Friday night. Continued success, uh, Drew, to you and your program. We appreciate you taking time for us on. On Wednesday night when you've got a billion things going on, thanks for letting us steal 10 or 15 minutes of it. Thank you, Drew. Oh, yeah, well, I appreciate it. Always enjoying this video. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of healthcare options. From our internal medicine clinic to advanced surgery and emergency services, from the Highland Center for Women's Health to our primary care and pediatric clinic, our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family.
We are fortunate enough now to be joined by head coach of the Diaberville Warriors, undefeated through the regular season, and one seed out of their region, four and six A football, Coach Larry Dolan. Coach, thanks for taking time for Jeff and I tonight. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. How's all that sound on the front end, Coach? Hard to do much better than y'all have done so far. And that's all you can do is win the ones you play. So, uh, you know, we felt good about it. And, you know, but we we never, you know, I never envisioned that we would be undefeated, you know. And uh, we've, we've kind of got some breaks go our way. And then, you know, we've made some plays that, that, uh, that had to be made. But it's it's been a blessing just to get to play our season so far. And uh, to win them all is just extra bonus. Coach, we've talked about it on this podcast several times, especially after seeing y'all earlier in the year covering y'all when um, Popperville took y'all on, which was a dandy of a high school football game. But the benefit of uh, having, in most occasions, I don't know when that would change, the best player on the field each and every Friday night in Justin Wiley. <laughs> Well, you know, I've I've taught him everything he does. So I, you know, I, I'll take all the credit <laughs> if I could. Uh, no, you know, there's no doubt. It's just uh, he's a special player, and you know, and and I just want everybody to know that as good as he is at football, he is just that good of a person too, and and that's a combination that's real rare in today's athletic world. Coach, I believe he was named today the six A Player of the Year, um, and. That night in Popperville, before Jay went back and got dressed, just kind of eavesdropped on y'all, and you were telling Coach JB from Popperville this exact same thing about the work that he puts in and the pleasure he is to be around. Yeah, he, he, I mean, and, and his brother was the same way. It's just a great family and, and uh, hardworking kids, and, you know, it's so nice to see them get rewarded for that. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just – it is – you know, sometimes we see him do things and you're just thinking, man, you know, that's not normal, you know, and uh, but, and he's done it against everybody. I mean, there's there's some players that are going to be big when you play somebody that's not very good, and there's some players that's going to play big. The bigger the stage gets, the bigger they get, and, and thus far he's been that way. Yeah, he did something. Uh, we didn't see him a lot, if any, defensively in the first half that night against Popperville. And then y'all popped him in the defensive side of things and immediately made one or two plays that really changed that ball game. Yeah, he did. You know, we were trying to, you know, that was early in our season and, and we were trying to play and, you know, keep him on offense mostly and use him on defense sparingly. Hopefully, you know, really didn't want to play him that night, but it was such a dang close ball game that we had, it felt like we had to get him in there. And, you know, and I, I can't remember the stats, but, it was something like 12 plays and seven tackles and two calls fumbles and just unbelievable, you know. And, uh, and yeah, I think we caused a fumble that we didn't get. But, uh, you know, he's just a phenomenal athlete, you know, to make that, make that kind of difference that quickly. Coach, you've been coaching long enough to, to know that you get to where y'all are. It's not a one-man show, even as good as that show may be. The supporting guys around him, both offensively and defense, the Williams kid at quarterback uh, was impressive that night. One, Davis for y'all, uh, a good football player as well. Nine, Lenore, a good player. Got some good complimentary pieces to Wally, too. Yeah, and, you know, and that makes it, you know, I've been on teams where I just had one back, and, 
you know, and he would still excel if he were our only back. But, you know, the offense that we try to run is so good to have those two wing backs and that fullback and the quarterback is just a bonus. And, uh, you know, and you plug him in there and, you know, we've kind of took some snaps off of him this year and, you know, I don't know what he's averaging a game, but normally it's not but about nine or ten carries. You know, kind of like Jay's offense at Popperville, very rarely do any of those kids carry 20 times a night. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the way we've been. And, you know, I think he had I think he had 21 carries against Harrison Central uh, two weeks ago, and that was the most time that most he touched it running the ball. But, you know, I just think that's the, that's the, that's the best way to operate, in my opinion, is share the wealth. And it sure is nice when you've got those guys you can do that with. Coach, you've been a guy, I guess, throughout your career, especially since Jeff and I have been able to to follow you, a guy that runs a lot of different formations offensively. Has, has that always been your philosophy, Coach, to give the defense just a, a ton to look at and prepare for? It, it has. I mean, I'm going to say the last 15 years it has. But when I first started out, you know, I was – we ran one formation with tight end wing right, and we ran one formation with tight end wing left. And, uh, you know, I kind of took my lumps in the coaching world, and, uh, you know, it, it just kind of evolved. And then once I started doing it, and I realized, I, you know, I, I I can't remember. I think I showed up at West Marion one night about my third year of coaching, and the, and the uh, coach over there said, Coach, how many formations do y'all have? And I really didn't know. And then he, and I said, I don't know, Coach. He said, well, I can tell you, you got 18 formations you ran last week. And and I said, wow, you know. And so at that point, I started doing more and more. Um, and now we average about 34, 35 formations a night. And, uh, you know, this, you know, me and Coach Hankins, we always joke about it. It's just smoke and mirrors is all it is. We, <laughs> we're not real smart. We just try to disguise stuff and run the same play, you know. So, uh, but you get some guys that don't, you know, some things they won't work on it as much, and you may get a, a numbers edge on one side if they don't, you know. But, you know, some I'm not a real good coach sometimes. I'll get 10 yards on a play out of a certain formation and forget I ran it and not run it again, you know. So, um, so anyway, it's been a work in progress to answer your question. Coach won a state championship at, at Forest County. And then, Coach, I want to just describe or ask you that, the time that you spend on the Oak Grove staff, I believe on the other side of the football, on the defensive staff, how has that helped you as you uh, coached this Iverville team? How did that experience at Oak Grove help you now? It, it was good. You know, I've always kind of, you know, kind of oversaw everything. And, uh, you know, but I had, you know, I had Coach Hankins with me at, per- at Brooklyn and, um, you know, and we worked together a lot. I would develop the offensive game plan, then he and I would develop the defensive game plan. And first couple of years, it was mostly my ideas. But as we grew closer as friends and coaches, you know, I'd just kind of tell him what I thought, and then he would develop the plan, and it was usually spot on. But, you know, I was, uh, I was the world's worst about changing stuff Wednesday at practice. You know, we'd work on something I just wouldn't like, and then, you know, Hankins were getting ticked off at me, and uh, you know. But anyway, so we we've done it that way. But when I left PRC and went to Oak Grove, you know, the the game had changed. You know, I'd been at Columbia Academy, and I was at PRC. The game had kind of changed from where I was at at Brooklyn to being at Oak Grove. The offenses were different on the 6A level, and you know, a lot of the things it was more of a college type 
game planning defensively. So, you know, I had to get back in the books, and I went and visited some coaches and, you know, learned a lot from the Old Grove coaches there. But, you know, uh, you know, I tried to do what, what we prided ourselves on at Old Grove that season is I tried to be as multiple on defense as I was on offense when I was the offensive coordinator. And, uh, and that's kind of what I think helped us succeed. Well, besides the fact we had great players, you know, but uh, helped us succeed is we would just rotate, you know, we'd run four or five different defenses in a night. And, uh, you know, that's just my theory. I mean, you know, be simple. We didn't stun a lot. We didn't do all that. But our kids could line up and be different places and, and kind of cause offenses a little problem that way. So, uh, but it's definitely helped me. And I've tried to bring that to the Alverville. That was one thing. And one of my coaches reminded me of that when, you know, we talked about it the other day. When I first got there, they all thought that, you know, I was an offensive guy. And, and the very first thing I said on day one was, y'all have been giving up 28 points a game for about the last four years. I said, we can't be that way. And uh, and we've worked real hard. And Coach Hockaday's done a great job as defensive coordinator. And we've worked together. And, you know, same deal now. I kind of tell him what I think, but he develops the plan. But, we are very multiple. We'll we'll do what we got to do to get the kids in the right place, and it doesn't always work out. But you know, we we do try to be as multiple as we can. Coach, when you look at a game like this week that's coming up, of course, the first round of the playoffs, and and y'all go um, a perfect year, a one seed, and then you get to play pedal in the first round, and and really, I guess, a legend around the state and Coach Bulls and the way that he gets this team to really start playing great football this time of year. What do they look like on film, and what a reward, huh, Coach, to get pedal in this first round? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's almost any of those teams you get up yeah. there is not a real bonus, you know. Uh, yeah. I think I think this year, you know, Oak Grove, is, I think they're head and shoulders above the rest of them from what I've seen. But, you know, the difference between pedal Northwest Rank and Pearl and Brandon was very little. And, uh, you know, and Marcus and them had some guys – uh, out with, with COVID or quarantine, I think that I had heard, and I don't know what's true, but I had heard they had 10 starters out against Northwest Rankin and only got beat 31 to 30. And mm-hmm. uh, we've looked at the film and all that, and they did have several starters out. So uh, they're all back now. They're at full speed, and he's like his best player. Uh, I think he played against Oak Grove, and then he had some sort of staff infection, and he hadn't played since then. Well, of course, he's going to come back to play the Warriors Friday night. So, uh, you know, you expect that. But they are really good. They've got three really good receivers. Uh, you know, tight ends, good player. Uh, the quarterback can throw it all over the place. Uh, defensively, they fly around. I mean, it's, it's definitely a challenge, you know. But, hey, you, you don't know if you don't go. So, we're, we're proud to be there. And, you know, and, and we just want, if we just play our best ball, I think we'll have a shot. But, you know, I, I just – you don't want to get there and not take care of business and play your best. But, uh, like I said, but I do think the region matchups are better than they were last year. I mean, I think our game of pedal is a toss-up. Harrison Central and Pearl is a toss-up. Ocean Springs and Northwest Rankin's a toss-up. You know, and I'd say Oak Grove's got the edge on Biloxi just from what Oak Grove's done. But there ought to be some good ball games in, in the South 6A, I would think. And hopefully yeah. we can win more than one, you know. Yeah, there you go, Coach. Coach, when, you know, of course, we've mentioned Popperville a couple of times already. For our Popperville listeners, which they do a good job following us over uh, to the podcast, your thoughts on a, as an opponent who got a tight win that night in Popperville, uh, 
Uh, what did you think of the Hornets, and uh, how do you expect them to do in the 4A playoffs? Man, I, I think every year that Jay Beach is there, they're going to be they'll be solid every year. Uh, his offensive line coach does a great job, you know. And, and I've heard the rumblings, you know, we all coaches, we in all these circles, and and you know, hear the rumblings of some fans, you know, on him about not throwing the ball. That Joker needs to run the ball every time, you know. And <laughs> much as the much success as they've had, you know, run it. Be glad that you're in the state championship every year, and be glad you got a great coach and you don't want to lose him. Uh, but but I think he does a great job with those kids and and that community loves football. They got something special there, and, and it's it's always been that way. I mean, since you know 1981 when when I got to play against them and they were running the wing tee uh, back then and and uh, they were good. You know, and they've got a great mixture of speed and toughness. And I really just think it's one of the most overlooked programs in the state. They have gotten on that on that stage now that people are starting to know their name, but. Uh, shoot, they're a great opponent. You know, and I love playing people like that early. Uh, it kind of gets you ready for the rest of the season. You know, it's not so much running the wing tee. We don't see that a lot. But, you know, they're just a t- it's just a tough brand of football that uh, I think is good to play. Coach, we appreciate the time we've stolen from you. We know it's your bride's birthday. And um, so we caught you on the ride home, and we appreciate you spending that ride home with us tonight. We it's always good to run into you, and we appreciate visiting with you, especially with the kind of club you have this year. So continued success, Coach. I appreciate it, guys, and I, I enjoy hearing from y'all. I thought I thought y'all forgot me when I moved over here, so I'm glad you called. Well, you get them Wiley guys playing like they played. You'll be back on everybody's radar, <laughs> Coach. I'm sure you're seeing that now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach. Thank y'all, guys. Appreciate it. Are you looking for a place for your whole family to belong? Come and join us at Goodyear Baptist Church. We're located at 2710 Highway 43 South, just past Memorial Gardens. We have great ministries for all ages. If you're looking for something refreshing in life, if you're looking for a hope that lasts forever, if you want to experience the love of Christ, come check out GBC. Sunday morning growth group at 9.45 a.m. and worship at 11. Find us online at GoodyearBaptistChurch.com. Come as you are. There's a place for you. Come grow with us. Joining us now is Demetric Warren. And Demetric, thank you for taking time for Jeff and I on the podcast this evening. No, no problem. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Demetric, if you would, our listeners that aren't familiar with exactly what your role is uh, with the Under Armour All-American game, can, can you describe kind of what you do with that game? Uh, currently, I'm the, the player personnel coordinator with the game. So, we you know we have a we have a camp series with Under Armour that we do. So I have to, you know, select players and invite players to the camps, and and then go to the camp and do evals on 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 the top players there. And then with the bowl game, uh, I'm on the selection committee. I kind of coordinate with you know with the other guys on the selection committee who should get invites and who should we be looking at at camps and other seven on sevens and other various events and so it's it's basically just dealing more so with you know who's getting selected you know who who we're looking at it's it's kind of coordinate all that between the camps and the bowl games and other events that we have and Demetri, it was unfortunate i guess the news broke earlier this week that that game's going to be a scratch due to uh, due to COVID. Am I correct in that? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we 
we initially said we were gonna have it. Um and we we had made plans, you know, we had we had uh made contact with every kid that was selected and we had sent them a COVID protocol and you know, we were preparing to go, you know, but I think the last two or three weeks, uh, you know, especially during that Halloween time, um, and a little time afterwards, you know, the numbers just spiked back mm. up and, you know, Under Armour and ESPN was always cautious, you know, looking at those numbers. And we also thought that a vaccine would be out a little bit earlier. Uh, so when those numbers spiked back up around, around, um, Halloween and the week afterwards, you know, they just, you know, just made a decision, you know, to be safe to sorry, just cancel it. Yeah, you look what it's doing in the SEC this week. Uh, COVID's kind of wrecked that weekend of football. So so maybe the best call there, safety first, uh, Dimitri. What a blessing it is for our state to have uh, one of our own in such a prominent role uh, in that selection committee. So that that's a proud thing for our state. Well, you know, and, and, and you know, everywhere I go, I'm proud to say I'm from Mississippi. Uh, people, a lot, sometimes people look at me, we're like, you're from Mississippi, yeah, I'm from Mississippi. And so I'm proud to say it. I love Mississippi. I love the people here. We got some awesome kids here. And so any chance that, 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 that we get to evaluate kids in, in Mississippi to potentially become an All-American, you know, that's something that always piques my interest in, and, and uh, it's something that I look forward to. Uh, two years ago, we had 11 kids from the state of Mississippi in the Under Armour game. And, um, and so it's, uh, it's always a blessing to get our kids in our state to showcase them on the national stage. I think, I think two years ago, Jerry and Ely, that's the running back at Ole Miss mm-hmm. now, he was a co-player to, player to, player to game. He, he set the Under Armour game rushing record. So, and that's, that's awesome. His name is in our record book and he's from Mississippi. So, you know, I, we we got some of the best players in the country right here in Mississippi. So anytime they get a chance to be showcased on the national stage with the All American tag, I'm all for it. That's that's something that I look forward to being a part of and, and helping our kids out. Dimitri, when something like that happens, that kind of gives you a little bragging and right and say, "Say, look, that wasn't just one of my homeboys. He could get after it, huh?" I, I, absolutely, because you know, uh, you know, anytime kids from Mississippi get selected uh for the game you know it there's a little added pressure that they need to perform so it won't make it seem like i'm <laughs> doing a favor I, you know i wouldn't put a kid in that position who i think can perform on a national stage i don't need any favors uh so i if the kid can perform and the kid is all american worthy then they'll, they'll they'll get it and and i have no doubt that when they show up in orlando with uh, 90 to 100 of the top players in America, they won't disappoint. And we haven't, and so far, we haven't had one to disappoint when we've been in Orlando. And and, and hopefully that that, uh, that trend will continue. Demetri, when you look at um, Deion Sanders' role in this game in the past, how has that maybe prepared him uh, for the opportunity he's gotten at Jackson State and to be able to, to open some eyes across the nation in his coaching ability? Well, if, if you've ever been to uh, Under Armour camp or if you've ever been down to the bowl game, Deion Sanders is a coach at heart. I was absolutely floored 
the first time I seen Deion Sanders in an Under Armour camp. I thought he would be this high-profile uh, guy who may sign an autograph here. That Deion Sanders, from the time the camp starts till the time the camp ends, he coaches. <clears throat> okay, so what I'm saying, Deion Sanders, have you ever went to an Under Armour camp? From the time that he, he, he gets there, he's coaching. He's coaching with passion and enthusiasm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many stars behind a kid. It doesn't matter what high school he comes from. It doesn't matter how many offers. He coaches those kids up. He's a coach at heart when he's down in Orlando at the Under Armour game. Every day he's there coaching that def- those defensive backs on whatever team he's coaching on. He's a coach at heart. He loves coaching. And and that amazed me because most uh, superstars, like he is, has no interest in coaching. They has no interest in 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 in, in trying to help build a kid from the ground up. And we, we, Jackson State is getting somebody not just the greatest defensive back of all time. They're getting a person who loves coaching, who loves people, who loves kids, and who loves coaching. He is a coach from the time he wake up to the time he goes to bed. So his transition into Jackson State will be a smooth transition because that's exactly what he is. He's a coach, and he's going to do very well at Jackson State. And when you look at – when you follow his social media presence, Demetri, some some guys uh, with the profile like you've described, you can follow him, and there's some flash there, but not a lot uh, past that. But even some of the quotes that he puts out and some of the, the things that he lays out to young men, there's a lot of meat in that if you'll take and chew on it. Absolutely. Deion Sanders, what you see is what you get. Okay? So when the, the, the things that he tweet out, you can actually have conversations with him about that. And when you, when you talk to him about kids, about helping people, his, his passion and enthusiasm will overtake you. So he's not, that's not um, something that he just does on social media to get retweets and likes. That's who he is. And the, key, and the players at Jackson State, the community of Jackson, they all will see that eventually. This is who this man is. He loves people. He loves helping people. And uh, he's, he's a great human being. So, again, I think Jackson State, they've made one of the best hires possible, not just for their program, but, but the energy and, 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 and what he's going to do in the city of Jackson. Cause, cause the city of Jackson needs a win. You know, a lot of stuff is leaving Jackson, you know, and, and, and so the city of Jackson need a win and they need a win bad. And Deion Sanders going to bring, uh, bring a lot of enthusiasm to that community and to that program. Demetric, ironically enough, the first kid I kind of wanted to ask you about, his first name's Dion, and he's from the Jackson area. So uh, let's kind of look at this year's um, class and any class that you want to kind of camp out on, on some, some guys that jump out uh, to you across our state here in Mississippi. Okay, so, of course, Dion Smith. Dion Smith is a top five wide receiver in the country. He's outstanding. Ball skills are amazing. I remember seeing Dion a couple of years ago, uh, assistant coach at Provine, uh, Vernon Price. Uh, myself and Vernon took some kids to Atlanta to a football camp uh, that we had an underclassman camp in Atlanta and, and, and 
ironically, Deion Sanders was at that camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, he know and and he said uh, then that Deion was going to be a good player. Deion Smith was going to be a good player. But nevertheless, uh, Vernon Price was the first one who ever told me about um, uh, Deion Smith. And he said, Coach, he's going to be uh, All-American. And so to see him mature and to see him uh, become one, a top five wide receiver in the country, Vernon Price was absolutely right. Deion Smith is a absolute freak. Uh, at wide receiver, ball skills, route running, he got speed, got size. Deion, Deion Smith checks all the boxes, so he, he's outstanding. He, I think he should be a five-star, to be honest to you. Uh, he, he, he's that electric of a football player. LSU is getting a really good football player who's going to help them win some games in the future. Who else, uh, Demetri, jumps out at you across our state? We can go any position you want, just some guys that – uh, that you feel like need to be highlighted? I, I, I'm going to tell you, a kid that I've seen in person this year who, who I think is, you know, you, you have you have the kids with the stars and the offers, and, and a lot of kids in our state have that, but then you have the gritty, just, just throwback football player. I, the kid I want to talk about right now, who I think pound for pound is probably the best football player in the state of Mississippi is probably uh, the running back that's at Philadelphia. The running, uh, uh, the, the kids at Philadelphia, his name is escaping me right now. And I was just looking at his film a minute ago. Is this the uh, Hunter kid? Uh, Jacquez Hunter. I'm yeah. sorry, Jacquez. Yeah. I got a million names. Yeah, Jacquez Hunter is probably the best football player in the state of Mississippi. If you want, if you want to build a team and say the first kid I want, I want the best football player. I would take Jacquez home. Now, again, Deion Smith is is a five star wide receiver. Yeah. But Jacquez Hunter does it on both sides of the ball. Okay. That kid is on defense. He's rushing off the end, playing like a nickel linebacker type. He can cover. He will hit you. He's running plays down. He takes no plays off. He's returning punts, returning kicks on offense. He's an outstanding. Uh, uh, runner, you know, Neshoba runs a lot of power. He's hitting that hole, breaking tackles. The kid is pound for pound, probably the best football player in the state of Mississippi. I, I, I and, and, and not only that, he is a awesome kid. He's an awesome kid. He's a power lifter. He's missed everything for Neshoba because I think pound for pound, he's the best football player in the state of Mississippi. So if you want to start a team and you say, I want the best football player, it's Jacquez Hunter. He's outstanding. It was a kid, and I'm going to mess his first or last name up. Uh, he played at Pearl on a really good Pearl team. He went on to play at Old Miss, and he was kind of under the radar. He may have actually walked on at Old Miss. I'm going to say like Tylen Knight. It was Tylen Knight. Years. Yeah, Tylen Knight. Knight. When you when you're describing pound for pound, that's just a kid that jumped out at me. Uh, Absolutely. When talking pound for pound. What about Absolutely. the Keys kid from uh, Taylorsville? Um, committed to to Tulane, but it seems like he's been doing it in our state since he was about an eighth, eighth grader. Demetrius, what? I mean, this kid is some kind of talent, isn't he? He seems like Taiki's been playing for over 20 <laughs> years, though. Yeah, he, no. that, and, 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 you know, that's a testament to how good of a football player he is. He's been good that long. I think he's may have started in eighth grade, eighth or ninth grade, one of them. But he's been good that long. And so I, he he's he he's undoubtedly will go down as one of the top prep high school football players all the time in Mississippi, with the records that he had, with the win the winning that he has, and not only 
he he's a winner in football, basketball, and he's a good basketball player and a good uh, baseball player. So he he he's absolutely he's earned every ounce of recognition he's got. He's a really good really good passer. Tulane is getting a really good football mm-hmm. player. How that kid probably isn't that a Southern Miss or you know how 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 I, I have no clue. You know, I, yeah. Southern Miss has. Does he been doing it in their backyard for in, in, in three or back, four in years they, now? In, in, in their backyard. And so, uh, but nevertheless, if he sticks with his commitment at Tulane, he, Tulane is getting a winner. Number one, he's a winner. Mm-hmm. All he, all that kid knows is winning. And, and that's, that's priceless. And number two, he's a really good athlete and a really good quarterback. So if he sticks with Tulane, Tulane would have came into Mississippi and gotten one of our best prep kids of all time, which is, which, which says a lot about their coaching staff and their program to come get him. Yeah, Coach Will Hall over there, of course, with his ties back to this day, he ain't going to get caught slipping on many Absolutely. kids this close to him. And when you look look at this list, a guy that Jeff and I, we cover Popperville. We have the privilege, let me say, of covering Popperville football on Friday night. So we saw the next kid I'm going to ask you about last year. Uh, with Laurel, the wide receiver, Canarius Johnson. He was a, a good player. And then this year we got the privilege, or really the last two years, of seeing Justin Wiley, the kid at the Iverville. Both those kids uh, getting to lay our own eyes on them. Uh, look, the Wiley kid, you brought up pound for pound. I don't know if you've seen this kid, Demetri, but uh, Minnesota's going to somehow get him to make that long trip up north. But this is a ball player here in Justin Wiley. Pound for pound, the second best football player. <laughs> okay, okay. And, that, and listen, Justin Wallet does it on both sides of the ball. Here's what Justin Wallet will be. Again, if he sticks with Minnesota, they would have came into the state and got a really good football player. Justin Wallet will go to Minnesota and be on one side of the ball, which will probably be cornerback. Justin Wallet will, will be an NFL guy. That's exactly who he is. He is a football player. And and he'll go to a Big Ten program, get on one side of the ball, probably play corner, and Justin Wilder will be three years and done. He's just that good of a football player. He's Mr. Everything for Diabville. He runs the ball on offense, plays defense. The kid is lights out, and he's really good on both sides of the ball. You like to see kids, and in high school, I don't care what classification, you love to see kids play Iron Man football, playing both sides of the ball and not coming off the field. And they do it at such a high level. So when they go to college and they play on one side of the ball, those kids are going to be superior athletes, going to be really good, and they're going to be smart. Guys like that are smart football players. It's being smart on the football field is irreplaceable. You have to be smart and you have to be tough. Kids like him and Jacquez Hunt are smart guys because they can play on both sides of the ball at a high level, don't come off the field. And they're gonna go to college, play on one side, and gonna be good. So Justin Wiley is outstanding. Canaris Johnson is another really good football player. I thought, I thought he was a power. I still think today he's a power five guy. Tulane got him. Kudos to Tulane. If that sticks, they would have came and got Tykees and Canaris Johnson. Canaris Johnson is a power. He's a power five wide receiver that will wind up going to Tulane. Kudos to Tulane and their staff doing a good job at recruiting again. Right outside of Hattiesburg, how he in that Southern Miss or or not just Southern Miss, Mississippi State, Old Miss, I have no clue. Uh, they have to do their own evaluations. Live with but Canaris Jones is a Power Five kid that's going to a Group Five school at Tulane is going to be really good. Hey, I take two for one, him and Mister Evans and, and and Laurel. I take both those kids. They both gamers from that Laurel. Both program. of them are gamers. Both of them are really good, really good football players. Absolutely, and that's what and you expect from Laurel. Laurel has yeah. a football player. 
That's right. When you get between those uh, bricks up there, you know what, what you're going to have. And then Absolutely. let's talk about the quarterback up at uh, Starkville. Everybody kind of knows about him, but that Florida State uh, commit and Starkville not making a playoff is shock to really, I would think, any football follower in the state. Cool hand Luke. Luke Altmaier, mm-hmm. really good. Got a good quick release, really good. Got good size, too. Uh, I know down the stretch, Alabama tried to get him and uh, flip him from Florida State and a couple other schools, but he uh, seemed like he's sticking with Florida State. Of course, he was in the Under Armour game, really good football player. Yeah, Starkville not making the playoffs. They got hit with the COVID bug early, had to forfeit a game. And, of course, you know that division that they're in is the toughest division in the state of Mississippi every year. And you can slip up and lose a game or two, and you like Starkville, you're out of the playoffs. And I hate that because they got one of the best teams in the state and one of the best head coaches in the state, and them not going to the playoffs because they had the quarantine. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but, you know, COVID has messed up a lot of stuff for a lot of teams this year, and and we hadn't, and unfortunately we hadn't seen the end of it. So, um, you know, but, again, Luke Altmaier's had a good career at, at Starkville, and he's going to go on to college and be really, really good. Yeah, we had our head coach on um... – prior to the season started or after week one, and he had described how he kind of gets out and still plays some defensive back or gets out in some routes. He was headed for an Epson bath uh, on the night we had. He said he was kind of banged up. Uh, So you could tell he really gets into it uh, with his kids, seem to have uh, high energy and a good coach there at Starkville. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And and, and Chris runs a good program. He's going to bounce them back in there. Starkville was going to be in the hunt, but just unfortunate this year, COVID has 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 put mm-hmm. the nail in a lot of folks' coffin. For yeah. football is concerned, and and it's it's unfortunate. The uh, one one kid I wanted to ask you about, uh, Demetrius, and we I've I've overgone my time. That's something Jeff, the co-host, has probably heard me say a thousand <laughs> times. So I apologize <laughs> to to you for that. But I know there ain't no problem. The Pittman kid from uh, McGee. What what type of player is he? I see that he's an Ole Miss guy. Uh, he was named the state player of the, the year. Must be a stud. Chandler Pittman is another key who seems like been playing a long time because he's been good mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, and he got a good head coach, Tim McGee and Teddy Dice. Teddy thinks the world of him and uses him the way he should be used to showcase. The kid is a outstanding athlete. Him being named, I saw that today, him being named Mr. Mr. Football for three A is absolutely justified. He is an absolute, a great kid, come from a great family, and he's a really good football player. He's tough as nails. He's athletic, and he's smart. Uh, and, again, he's been good for the last couple of years. Chandler Pittman's name has been floating around this day for the last couple, last two, two to three years as a really good football player. And he's going to go to college and, and, and get into the right system and the right program. And you'll hear his name called on Saturdays a lot. So uh, he, he, he definitely deserved being Mr. 3A football in the state of Mississippi. And, and McGee is right in the thick of things in that 3A yeah. South to make a run. And, and uh, trust me, with the ball and challenge Pittman hand air down, they got a chance to make a run. Demetri, when you look at Demetri, when you look at uh, next year's uh, class, some guys that we need to keep a eye on, a lookout for that are coming up through the ranks to make their name made nationally. Well, you know, you got, of course, you know, you got Kamara Rogers at 
Holmes County, who's in our, who's a Under Armour All American right now, and so he's well known. He's doing really good, and and he'll he'll contend for being uh, one of the top in the state next year. You have uh, the Xavier Harris kid at Germantown. He 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 only plays defense. I seen them play against Tanner early in the year. I was a little disappointed because he's a left tackle, obviously, but he's in defense at Germantown. But once he once once they put him at left tackle. Or when he go to college, they'll put him in left tackle. He's going to be a good football player, athletic kid. Linebacker at MRA Stone Bland, he's in the Under Armour game as well. Stone Bland is an outstanding Mike linebacker for uh, MRA. That's really a good, good linebacker player. name right there. Stone, exactly, man. He <laughs> listens to me. When, when a lot of them running backs hit that hole, they get stoned. He, he, <laughs> he, 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 yeah, listen, he's a really, really athletic kid. He's sideline to sideline. Uh, he he's a old blue collar linebacker that's tough as nails. That can play. And, and the thing about Stone is he can play. He can he, he he's a every down linebacker. He can play the passing game real well. Play the run real well. Sideline to sideline. Tackles real well. Very smart kid. So definitely him. Then you got Jerry Johnson at Pearl, who's a Swiss Army knife for Pearl. Really good football player. Plays corner. Plays, plays quarterback, running back for him, athlete touching the ball a whole lot. Jerry's been really good for a long time at a really good football player. Of course, you got the Jaheim Otis kid at, at Columbia. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he got famous a couple of years ago. Yeah, and like the seventh grade, huh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, And he's still he's doing really well at Columbia, big old kid. And and you got the tight end, a kid who I think that's really good that I think stock is gonna rise, is Blake Gunter, the tight end at um at uh, uh Madison Central. You know, his brother uh his brother played tight end at Madison Central. I think he signed with Arkansas, I believe. But Blake is Blake is really, really good and his stock is gonna rise. And then you got the running back at uh Germantown, Branson Robinson. Branson Robinson right now has the body of an NFL running back. He has the body of an NFL running back right now. The kid is muscular. He's fast. He, he's he's uh, he's tough. Uh, he got good top end speed, and he got and, and of course his stock is rising. He's getting offers uh, from a lot of different uh, schools, a lot of power five. Like I think Alabama, LSU. I don't know if Alabama, but I know LSU didn't offer them and. A lot of other schools have offered him too, so he's a really good running back whose stock is going to continue to rise. So next year in the 2022 class in Mississippi, you got some guys who are out front right now, but then also too, and what I like to do at the end of the year is just go through huddle film, and there's going to be some kids who we don't know anything about today, but in two or three months we'll know something about that's going to be on the national radar and that that's going to garner a lot of attention across the country. What about the Simmons kid over at uh, Moss Point? What type of player is he? He's he's a good he's a possession receiver. Larry Larry Simmons he's a good player. He's good in Moss Point system. He's a possession receiver. I know he has uh, he has some reported offers as well. He's a good football player. He came because um, you know Moss Point program for the last couple of years was. Kind of down, so they they build their coaching staff is doing a really good job building it back up, getting the kid on the radar. So he's a good football player. He's a good receiver. Larry Simmons is. Man, we appreciate the work you're doing. Uh, as as you said, getting on the radar. Man, I cannot imagine when you watch social media and these people 
uh, are sending stuff to different coaches. I mean, it's got to be constant that you're receiving some kind of text, email, some kind of notification of, hey, so-and-so can play. I can't imagine your world, man, but we appreciate what you're doing for our state. Well, listen to me. It's something that I pray for. Yeah. It's something that I pray for, and, 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 and God, as good as he is, he gave me a desire of my heart, and, and so I have it. And it's, it, it does get overwhelming, but it's, it's, a, it's a blessing to be overwhelmed. It's a blessing to be in a position that I'm in. I'm grateful every day when I wake up. And, and, and I, I have very little to do with me being in this position. It's all God. He gets all the glory and all the credit. I just try every day to get up and do right by the job, do right by people. Because um, one day we all will wake up and what we love to do, we will no longer be able to do it. And so if you do right by people, you can continue on in life and you can be a blessing. So right now, I'm in a really good position. Again, it is a little overwhelming. I got a million inboxes today. It's things I have to do. And when I get in the house, I got to send out 150 invites for a camp we got in December. So. But at the same time, it's something I pray for, and it's something that I got, and it's just it's an absolute blessing to be in that position. So I'm going to do right by it as long as I can and, and as long as I'm in that position to to, uh, to 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 let God know that I appreciate him giving me what I pray for. Well, amen to that, man. And we can't thank you enough for letting us steal more time than I asked for tonight, so that's appreciated, too. Thank you uh, for Anytime. taking time for us. Well, don't say that because we're going to hit you back up. Listen to me. When I say anytime, I mean it. I thank y'all for what y'all do, highlighting kids and programs in the state of Mississippi. It's a blessing. Thank you all. And, again, hit me up anytime. I'll be glad to talk to you. Well, thank you, sir. All right. Y'all take care.